Hey daydreamer, I see you. I'm totally a dreamer too. I'm also a patent lawyer and pretty much obsessed with new ideas, innovation, and entrepreneurship. So, dreamer, if you've got a new business idea or side hustle dream that you just can't shake, or if your mind is bursting with too many ideas to count, then welcome home because you are in the right place. This is Startup Hard Up, a cozy podcast home for the everyday entrepreneur. In each episode of this podcast, I'll be candidly sharing my own personal experiences as I transform my passion project into a business in real time. Since I also happen to be a corporate lawyer, I'll sprinkle in some key business and legal learnings as they've applied to my own new business in the hopes that some of my experiences will enlighten and empower you on your business journey as well. Cool, cool, cool? Cool. Let's do this. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Startup Hard Up podcast. Today, I've got a very special interview to share with you all with an entrepreneur and podcaster that I've admired for years. But before we get to that, I want to say thanks for being here and welcome back. If you're listening to this around the time that I'm posting it, you know that we are several months into a global pandemic. No big deal. And I, for one, have been behind on, well, just about everything, including editing my audio for this podcast. But here we are, and here I am, ready to pick up the pace with this podcast, which totally fills my cup. I'm hoping it fills yours too. In fact, if you're enjoying this, please consider leaving me a review. I read each one and it puts the biggest smile on my face to read your kind words. Like, check this out. Allie H says, Kay has the kind of welcoming spirit that instantly makes you feel she's there for you like a best friend. Her enthusiasm for ideas and entrepreneurship is so genuine, you can practically see her fist pumping on your behalf. There is no intimidation or inner circle jargon, just brevity, honesty, vulnerability, ingenuity, and joy. I especially love that she uses her own experience as an entrepreneur and lawyer to serve up the best, most applicable advice. She's living the startup life right alongside her clients. Much camaraderie and support. Um, Allie, girl, this is everything. Like, I might just print these words out and keep them by my bedside to read every time I'm feeling down. Thank you so much, Allie, for listening and for sharing those awesome words with me. So now that we're all warm and fuzzy, let's get to today's episode. Our special guest has interviewed over 2,000 entrepreneurs, teaches podcasting to newbies, and inspired me personally to finally start my own podcast in January 2020. He's living a dream life, working from a hammock in Puerto Rico, and is totally fired up about helping others build their own dream lives as well. That's right, folks. Today, we get to chat with John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneurs on Fire about a little thing called product development. If you've been listening to my podcast so far, you know about my idea to launch framework, which is the nine milestone process of getting that sweet, sweet idea out of your head, onto the page, and into the market. Milestone three of that process is product development. A product can be anything you're selling, whether it's physical, digital, or service-based. Selling products creates revenue, which is fuel for business growth and sustainability. 
Today, JLD and I chat about the importance of creating multiple sources of revenue in your business, and we brainstorm a few examples of how to make it happen. John even shares some behind-the-scenes realness of why having multiple revenue streams in his own business was critical for getting through these crazy and uncertain times. Let's welcome JLD. JLD, welcome to the podcast. KG, I am fired up to be here. I'm here in Puerto Rico where the sun is shining, the birds are singing, life is good. Oh, so good. Thank you for setting the scene. And actually, I like to start off my episodes by sharing what I am drinking. Don't know why it just started that way and now I can't not do it. So I normally drink some type of coffee, but today, knowing you're a massive tea drinker, I'm having a cozy (laughs) mug. I'm having chamomile right now. So what are you sipping on over there? Chamomile is one of my favorite, especially past 12 p.m. because it's a non-caffeinated drink. And I'm actually not too far behind you. I'm drinking a citron herbal tea. So it's got a little bit of a lemon infused herbal spice to it. And I've been sipping on that for a couple hours now. I keep making a a new batch every time I run out and it's just been a pleasant afternoon. So nice. Well, I'm, I'm glad that we're both cozy and enjoying it. So let's jump right on in. To set the scene a little bit, my listeners are early stage entrepreneurs building new businesses from scratch. As you know, there's no such thing as a magic formula for success, but there are certain frameworks and universal strategies that can help entrepreneurs get their new businesses off the ground, regardless of industry. So the framework that I use with Startup Hard Up breaks down the process to get you from bright idea to business launch by achieving nine major business launch milestones, one of which is product development. And as I teach new entrepreneurs to work through developing their very first product, I encourage them to brainstorm several different options, whether digital, physical, or service-based. And as a business grows, I believe that it's not just important, but mission critical to create multiple revenue streams. So by way of example, something that I love about your business, JLD, is that you share your monthly income report. And I have pulled up right here with me your latest numbers. And right off the bat, I see four major revenue streams for 2020. So can you explain a little bit of the what, why, and how of building and managing these multiple sources of income for your business? Well, number one, you're not going to launch a business with multiple revenue streams. I mean, this comes with time. It comes with focus. It comes with building a team, systems, processes. So we did not launch with multiple income streams. We launched with one. We were focused. We built it out. We made it strong. And then we looked to add multiple revenue streams to that because you do want to diversify. The world's going to evolve. Things are going to happen. Of course, we're all very aware of what happened to a lot of businesses that weren't able to evolve during the time of COVID-19, fill in the blank of other um, like economy disasters that have happened over the years. You have to be able to evolve. You have to have other ways that you're generating revenue, those multiple income streams. And I think a great example that a lot of people can connect with is like, you would think that right away, oh my God, Uber is gonna gonna lose all their money because people only jump in Ubers when they're driving somewhere, but they can't do that for multiple months because of this whole quarantine. Well, they actually were thriving in another part of their business, which was Uber Eats, where people were getting food delivered to them. So how can you have that 
kind of recession proof revenue stream that's going to keep working, even if your main revenue stream does dry up for any number of reasons. You know, we never know what's going to happen with Facebook or Instagram or any social media channels that we may be using to advertise on could shut us down, could do all these other things. You have to have organic sources of traffic as well so that you are not just reliant on one area. So for us over the years, you know, we've built up as many as nine revenue streams. As you mentioned, we typically have between four to five really strong, large revenue streams that are quite diversified. And we do like to keep those diversified. So even if one thing does kind of fall down, the others are there to pick it up and to keep it going. So you kind of have like this stool, not just with three legs that when one gets chopped out, the thing topples over. You want a stool with a lot of different legs. So if one leg is chopped, boom, you still have that platform that's sturdy and that foundation is there. So KG, where do you want to dive into specifically? What about in your years building Entrepreneurs on Fire? Have you ever encountered a hiccup or a hardship in your business that may have even devastated or severely hurt your business if you hadn't had those multiple streams in place? Absolutely. And if we didn't have those multiple income streams in place, devastated is absolutely the word because, hey, there's just some times where you're going to have revenue streams that aren't going to be clicking like they once were. And a great example and a pretty recent one is sponsorships. It's a huge part of our revenue stream. Like just last month, we did $108,000 in podcast sponsorships. But guess what? When COVID-19 struck like four or five months ago, we had people approach us and say, hey, we're really scared about what's going to happen with this whole thing. We don't know what's going to happen with COVID-19 in our business. So we want to pull our sponsorships and just kind of hold until we're ready to go forward with that. Now, you know, I had to have a real business conversation with them and say, listen, like we signed a contract. I am going to hold you to that contract and it's going to be um, something that we drive forward with and make the most of in this situation However, you know, I want to make sure that we're able to work together to get through this as well. So because I want to maintain a great relationship with my sponsors at the same time. So we were able to work through that. They were able to see themselves through the other side and that initial panic where they might have just pulled all of their revenue, which would have been a huge disaster for us. We were able to show them why that was not going to be the best course of action for all of those multiple reasons. So that'd be one example of a recent one where you know, we came pretty close to like really having one of our major revenue streams cut off at the base. I'm so glad you brought up that relationship. So I'm also a business lawyer and I find one of my areas of, special, of a specialty is in contracts. And what I tell people is that a business contract is a relationship. And more times than not, you, you may be violating your, your contract or maybe somebody wants to get out of it. You just need to have a conversation, work it out because it's a relationship. So I'm so glad you brought up that example. So I have a, a, another question I'd like to dive into a little bit. As you mentioned, of course, a new entrepreneur is not going to launch the business with 10 different products or open three locations of their brick and mortar store. They're going to focus on just getting started, but maybe manage their product pipeline behind the scenes. So a product pipeline is kind of just a fancy name for products that you're planning or working on, but haven't yet launched. So I'm curious, JLD, without spilling the tea, are you working on anything <laughs> right now? 
I'm happy to spill the tea. So um, I always love to have at least one big project on my plate. It's kind of my North Star, kind of keeps me focused on the future and what's coming up. And earlier this year, I said, you know what? I feel like it is time for me to write my first traditionally published book. I've been rocking and rolling with Entrepreneurs on Fire for eight years. Seven of those years, we've made multiple millions of dollars in revenue. Um, I've interviewed 2,600 successful entrepreneurs. I've learned a lot about growing a successful business and thriving in a successful business as well, being lifestyle independent, location independent, financially independent. So I hired a book agent, um, signed a, a contract with one of the big five, HarperCollins, um, inked a really big forward to kind of like hold my feet to the fire, so to speak. And um, I've been working on the project ever since, and the book is going to be called the common path to uncommon success. And it's a project I'm really excited about. Well, that is so exciting. Thank you for spilling the tea on that. That is awesome. <laughs> I will absolutely be buying your book. I'm happy Yay. to support you there. I want to get to know you a little bit more here for any of my listeners that maybe haven't heard of JLD. So after serving as an active duty army officer, what is one or two major takeaways or tools that you feel directly has contributed to your success as an entrepreneur? Well, I'll tell you one thing that you learn very early as an officer in the U.S. Army is something called on-the-job training where they said, okay, you're a tank officer you need to jump on that tank and learn how to drive it, learn how to shoot it, learn how to operate it. And we're like, well, where's the manual? Screw the manual, get up there and do it. Learn from those that have already learned these tactics because they're going to be there helping you as well. And so that was kind of something I was able to carry forward as an entrepreneur and say, you know what? I don't need to necessarily sit back and just study, study, study and keep my nose in a book and learn everything there is to know about a topic. I just need to jump in get my feet wet, get my hands dirty and get on the job training and just learn this thing. So when I want to learn about podcasting, I just bought the equipment and I started just playing around with it and using it. And I hired a mentor, somebody who had been there and done that. Her name was Jamie Masters. She was about a year ahead of me in the podcasting game. And I was able to learn a lot from her because of that process. And so the combination of like, number one, knowing that sometimes it's just all about on the job training, making that happen. And then also knowing the importance of finding a mentor, hiring that mentor and learning from that mentor. Those are two things that I took away from the army that I directly applied to my entrepreneurial journey that were huge benefits. That is fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing that. And actually, I'm glad that you brought up your process of learning podcasting. So to actually bring it back, some of the products that you offer, these Courses. You have a course on podcasting, You have, which is a, a digital product. Does that have a service kind of combined with it as well? It's pretty much all virtual and digital. We do have a daily Facebook group. So I am, quote unquote, serving my paradisers in that Facebook group by answering questions, interacting with them. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, the, the majority of it is the online video tutorials. Got it. Okay. So you have this digital online option for anybody out there wanting to start a podcast. There you go. I've heard great things about the community too. Um, you've got physical products, your journals, which are goal setting and mastery. 
you mentioned your sponsors and some of the difficulties that you've actually encountered with COVID-19. And, and then also, I know you because JLD, I was part of your Team Expert Challenge, and that was an affiliate program. So can you talk just a little bit about what is an affiliate? And, you know, as a business grows down the road and maybe looking to create another source of income, what could they do with affiliate? Listen, you can't be everything to everyone. And when you try to be, you're just going to be this pale imitation and this really just weak solution to real problems. So that's why I'm a big believer in saying, you know what, I want to be best in show at this. I want to be top of the game in that and focusing on those things. But then guess what? Your audience is still going to have other wants, other needs, other solutions, that um, other problems that need solutions. And that's where affiliates revenue can come in and being an affiliate and doing joint ventures. So when I see there's a great opportunity to show my audience or present to my audience this great course or this great community or this great product or this great service, I definitely want to take advantage of that. And a great example is what you mentioned with KBB, Tony Robbins course called Knowledge Broker Blueprint. We know it's a great course. I've been through it multiple times. In fact, I'm an instructor in the course on the podcasting side of things. And it's just a great community, a great course, and it's really backed up well. So I knew that I wanted to expose my audience, Fire Nation, to that. And every single time we're able to send a conversion, a client, a customer to that course, we're going to get a piece of that affiliate commission. We're going to get a piece, a percentage of that sale. So that can be a great way for you to supplement your income while not trying to do everything because you can't have solutions to everybody's problems, but you can find the best solution to all the problems and then direct people to those solutions when the opportunity arises. Such a great example of creating an extra source and, and doing so actually not even using your own expertise, but relying on those other experts out there. Exactly. Um, if possible, I'd like to, if you could give an example, I just a fun one, say that I'm a business owner and I sell loose leaf tea. I've been around for a little bit. I have some revenue. What is an example of maybe an alternative source of, of income that I could create? So, you know, one thing that you could definitely do is say like, well, how do people drink tea? Well, they drink tea out of mugs and I don't want to actually go and create mugs because that's just not what I do. But like, what if I could partner up with this great mug company that like keeps your tea warm for 45 minutes longer than just an open regular mug or, you know, steeps the tea a lot better or maybe has some really cool sayings or whatever it might be. Like you could find that company, partner up with them and you could really make things happen. That could be like another legitimate revenue stream. So every time somebody's buying your loose leaf tea, you're able to direct them to another product that makes a lot of sense. Such a good example. And on the spot too. Thank you for that business strategy <laughs> session. So good. I really appreciate your time today, JLD. Thank you for being here and sharing this wealth of knowledge. And I will absolutely be buying your book, promoting it. When is it, it going to be printed? Do you have an actual date yet for launching? Spring that? 2021. Awesome. Well, that sounds great. I listen, I listen in and I follow you. So I'll definitely get word of that when it's ready. And, and yeah, I just so appreciate your time today. Thank you for being on the show. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Take care, KG. Eee! 
excuse me while I fangirl over here? One of my favorite things about JLD is his energy. He truly lights up the room with his passion and knowledge of the ins and outs of entrepreneurship. Let's unpack a little of what JLD and I discussed. First, regarding multiple product types. As y'all know, I encourage new entrepreneurs to brainstorm multiple options for their product before launching a new business. Why? I think it's important both not to fall in love with your first idea, but also not to lollygag. Start now. Start anywhere. Start developing and designing, researching the market and your audience, and beta test your prototypes. Whichever product you see the most potential in and you finish first, launch with that, but never stop the development process. JLD mentioned that you wouldn't want to start a new business with more than one product and that you need to be focused on just one. I don't disagree, but I really want you to be at least thinking about the big picture long-term vision for your business, and that better include multiple products. I hate to remind us, and I say us, because I'm a small business owner myself, but look, a shockingly high number of small businesses fail in the first one to five years. Some fail for lack of focus and obsession with doing too much, launching too broadly, too quickly, but others fail for being hyper-focused, unobservant, and non-creative. So like much in life, it's a balance. If you're going to take the risk of entrepreneurship, you need to build your business from the ground up with long-term growth in mind. So while yes, you obviously won't have a catalog of products on day one of your new business, I do urge you to be thinking about two to three products that you could be working on in the background as part of your product pipeline. Try to brainstorm product ideas that really jive with your main course and wouldn't take too many additional resources to develop. As an example, say you sell homemade candles. It doesn't take too much bandwidth to start investigating adding matchbooks or candle rings to your shop or test the waters with a candle making video lesson. Now, to add a coffee table book called History of Hand-Poured Candles, yeah, maybe too much right now. Let's give an example of a service provider and consultant. Say you offer one-on-one -on -one fitness training. How can you break down that service into multiple price points? Boom, different products. Can you value add and upsell with a simple digital training video or nutrition plan? Think about it like that. And as an Enneagram 7, myself, the, the dreamer and visionary is what they call it, I definitely get trapped in the pure joy and excitement of brainstorming. I know focus is critical to get your idea and business off the ground, but do not stop there. Think big, like BB Bluff in Bangin' on a Trash Can. Do you remember that from Doug Funny? Anyone? Anyone? So, right. Think big, think strategic, and think long term. Just make sure you beta test before you fully implement and over invest. P.S. If you want to learn more about how and why to beta test, check out episode three of season one of the Startup Hard Up podcast, where I talk through building a minimum viable product for your new business. And that applies, like I mentioned, to physical, digital, or service based. 
Okay, on to multiple selling platforms. This is not something that JLD and I discussed, but I want to make sure that you're aware that you can sell and should be thinking about creating different platforms that have different audiences. This is most applicable for physical products, but the question is, where are you planning to sell? I started on my own website and only just recently expanded to Etsy, Instagram, and Facebook, and I will very soon be listing on Amazon. Only take on as much as you can keep track of operations-wise, but the value here is accessing customers that wouldn't have found you otherwise. You've built or you're building your community on social, you've built or you're building an email list that you can sell to directly, but what platforms like Etsy and Amazon offer is the people out there who are already hanging out on those platforms, which by the way, act as search engines. We all do it. I can't tell you how often I go to Amazon and search for a random product and then I like peruse the results. I'm actually trying to break that habit because it's so much better to buy from small business owners directly, but the point is that that kind of customer behavior exists and those are potential first-time customers of yours that can become lifelong customers. So don't miss the opportunity to capture them where they are. Another thing I want to mention here is building your community. If you blinked, you may have missed the moment that JLD mentioned the importance of creating organic sources of traffic, meaning you can't, you should not rely on your Instagram following or your Facebook group or any other platform that you do not own. Take TikTok, for example. There are TikTokpreneurs that are fearful and like desperate about losing their audience if the U.S. bans it, which as of the date of this episode is still on the table. Building your audience on a social platform is a great and free way to gain some traction, but don't forget to build your email list as well. And if you have a website, take some time to learn about your keywords for SEO, search engine optimization. And in fact, if you do expand your selling platforms, sites like Etsy, for example, and Amazon, be very careful about how you write your product description and include the keywords that your audience would be searching on Google. These are all steps you can take so that you are not having an unstable business. As JLD and I discussed in this episode, your business is like a stool with multiple legs, right? And you do not want it to topple over because a platform is pulled out from under your feet like TikTok, for example. You don't want your business to topple over because your one product becomes irrelevant. Say, for example, you are an ice cream shop and you're selling only in person. And the global pandemic now has put you in a position where there's no customers. You better pivot really quick and create another product, for example, delivery of ice cream or instructional video for making ice cream at home or a kit for making ice cream. And you better figure that out quick. Now, just imagine if prior to the pandemic, you already had those things in your product pipeline, you were working on them, or maybe you've even launched them and you have three or four products that you offer, you would have been able to super quickly pivot and get that leg of the business going so that your stability was strong. Speaking of Amazon, my workbook idea to launch will be listing on Amazon very soon. I'm really excited about it for all the reasons I've talked about in this episode, but if you're interested in grabbing a copy, you can find it on Etsy, Amazon, or my website. And what this is, is a physical workbook. You can hold your dreams right in your hands and basically build your business from scratch. 
getting you through the nine milestones that I mentioned earlier and ending in business launch. Now, if you already have a business, this is a great way to make sure that the fundamentals are covered and that your business foundation is strong. It also serves as a quick reference resource guide for you because all of the key important details of your business are in one place, this little physical book that you can throw in your backpack, keep on your nightstand or wherever you want to keep it. It is truly a fun thing to fill out as well. I have recently been decorating mine with stickers and beautiful markers and colored pencils and actually cutting out images and patterns from magazines. And I've been posting those on my Instagram. So if you're interested, check those out as well. But all this to say, it there's something really special about actually handwriting out your goals and handwriting out the important elements of your business. It gets your brain really going, gets your creative juices flowing, and it's just, it's fun. So if you're interested in a copy of that workbook, um, you can get on any of those platforms I mentioned or my website, startuphardup.com slash products. And if you're not ready to get the workbook, but you're curious about some of the other resources I have to offer, I do have two free resource guides right now available on my website. The first is a free simple business plan template. It includes a idea to launch checklist as well to give you an idea of everything that you're going to want to take a look at when you're building your new business. It's a fillable PDF so you can type directly into the document. You don't have to print it to fill it out. Like I know a lot of resources that business coaches provide are are not fillable, but this is fillable. So it's actually a really great feature of this guide. The second free guide that I have up on my product shop is a free business goal setting guide. Again, this is a fillable PDF template. I fill it out for my own business and actually had a blast doing it. It gives you a a pretty good breakdown of your five-year vision, three-year goals, one-year goal, and it gives you a mini checklist to get yourself going. So those are just a couple of the resources that I offer. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. And I hope that you have an awesome and creative day and that you go start thinking about how you can develop multiple sources of revenue for your own business. All right. Talk soon. Bye.